radio is an important means of communicating 3,000 years of habit in terms of diapering of babies. Well, please tell me more. Because radio reaches people, including those hard-to-get young people. Radio goes where they go and talks their language, recognizing the importance of contemporary sound. And the sounds are instantly recognizable as belonging to the in-groups currently on top of the charts. CITR, 101.9 FM, Vancouver. It's wild. The incredible, squishable, squashable, squeezable, stretchable, bounceable, plumbable, palpable stuff. It's gag, gag, gag. Are you feeling it? Gag attack. Gag, gag, gag. Smush it, gag. twist it, bubble it, gag. mix it, make wacky gag sounds. Gag. Are you feeling it?
Good evening. And I can almost hear myself. There we go. Maybe if I'm not competing as such with the ever-present background music. Anyway, Seva Ilta, it's great to be back. And hopefully you're having a pleasant Monday evening to you. Or hopefully you're having a pleasant Monday evening wherever you are. Welcome to yet another episode. Live and direct into your ears. With the safety of a mask over my mouth. This is Exploding Head Movies. Your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's mischievous community radio station. C-I-T-R. Your voice of the University of British Columbia here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at an average of 1,800 watts from unseated Musqueam territory from the student nest on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland. From Squamish in the north, Bellingham, Washington in the south, west past Point Grey, and then dipping south across the Salish Sea. And our signal heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up to the sky and deep into space for as long as this planet and this station continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. And our signal dives down well into the underground from where we come from and from where all good things bubble up. If you're on Telesoptic, you can tune into CITR on your television sets. Just set your remote to channel 7,023. Well, at least that's a story. Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else, the internet takes you. You can find us on the web, www.citr.ca. The Exploding Hit Movies show page there contains track listings and downloads for this episode, along with past ones, plus a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music. You can also find that podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, Geosaven, and Stitcher. Or those times you can't listen live to the Crystal Wireless or then the Shoutcast stream through the website. Especially if you need to listen at a different time of day. My name is Gak. And upon checking my mail here at CITR for the first time in about four weeks, I am your most improved player. Although it's based on Fundrive fundraising, which somehow this year... Y'all did a lot and put it under my name. It tickles me pink. I'm going to be your burden of glorious purpose here for the next two hours to so set your clocks accordingly. You should have received your complimentary and newly regulatory antler horns in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, well, figure out which muscle it is that you have to contract or expand that suddenly sprouts out bone out of your skull. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live right now. And if you thought I remembered how the phones worked a month ago when we could come back in the station, ooh, I'm going to have to read things. So if you do call 604-822-2487, just give me some time. And if I'm talking on air, yeah, that's not really the best time for me to immediately pick up, but we'll roll with what we got. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point. And yeah. At the very least, email is always working, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Hemus is on Facebook under its given name. You can follow me on Twitter at 100air. I think I tweeted out something properly. We'll see. And there was an Instagram story talking about what's going to be happening this week. You can follow that on Myopic Man. 
Many happy returns, faithful listeners. And for the past three weeks, you've heard repeats of our first three all-ambient episodes from the depths of the pandemic. Kind of pre-vaccine. I forget exactly if I even went to any depth about what to do during that time. And, uh, well, mostly those were recorded what was settled in between the first and second waves of COVID-19. And in the time that I was away, the fourth wave has built up here in, well, throughout the world and in Canada, specifically here in BC, and the interior seems to have gotten the brunt of it. Based on the percentages published right now, uh, it's mostly the unvaccinated getting it. So, yeah, it seems like it's the Delta variant that has uh, done the bulk of the damage there. So, BC interior is back under localized lockdowns. Of course, they have to deal with a fire situation too, so things are pretty scary there. The cases are creeping up again throughout the province. And I will tell you, based on friends' experience, even if you have received both vaccinations, you can still get hit pretty hard, even after all the precautions and whatnot. Thankfully, she did not have to hospitalize herself, but she's been feeling really ragged. And we're honestly thankful that the vaccines available are tools to help us not have to be hooked up to a ventilator and then give us a chance to survive. So if you haven't been vaccinated yet, Hopefully, you have the opportunity to get something in your system soon enough. I know maybe you're not eligible for it based on health concerns, or maybe you still have some worries about the vaccine itself. But it seems like the cure is far better than the disease. So a reminder again, if you know your small bubble is vaxxed, it's probably safe to be without a mask. But if you don't know, or you're somewhere public, confined spaces, just do keep your distance. And if you can't, do the mask up. Avoid touching your face. Wash those hands. Let's bring those hospitalization ICU numbers down. Because if anything else happens to you, everything's going to be full up. I was away since I had to help my parents with moving out of the childhood home back in Thunder Bay. And the original plan was to drive out there and back, bringing back all manners of stuff. But before I could even leave town, I dented the truck I borrowed. So that's finally getting fixed. I had to do the brave thing and fly out with enough masks on my face. I have to give a shout out to some of the people who have improvised some very slick looking hazmat suits. Almost look like uh, jumpsuits. Something we may have to think about in the future. So, took care of what was left around the house there. Make sure that parents didn't have to deal too much. And then I drove the old minivan 3,000 kilometers back here over four days and it mostly survived. And of course, in the midst of doing that, I'm also moving into my own place. So there's a lot going on. So houses, vehicles, all the thrills within. So hopefully this will not impact what I have to do for next week's show. It may be different. We shall see. So we'll have plenty of travel themes throughout this episode. And we start off with Sparks and the song Cool Places. And it featured Jane Weedland from the Go-Go's on vocals. Since for a time, she did go out with one of the male brothers. And that song can be found off the 1983 album In Outer Space. Sparks is the subject of a new documentary called The Sparks Brothers. It's directed by Edgar Wright. I know of many friends who saw it. And this was perhaps their first exposure to Sparks. Or at least maybe they only knew one of the styles that the brothers have done over 50 years. So it was quite an immersive experience. 
and some have even taken the plunge to listen to all 25 albums of theirs, including the new soundtrack to a film that they co-wrote and provided the music to, and that is Annette, directed by Leos Carax, starring Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard. Kind of a riff on the story of A Star Is Born, but gone in weird ways. So the soundtrack came out earlier this month. I'll try to profile it later this year. August and September look pretty much set in stone based on news. And of course, October is our usual horror month here on Exploding Hate Movies, but we'll figure out what we can do. And yes, Annette won two awards at this year's Cannes Film Festival for Best Director and Best Composer to Ron and Russell Mayle. Screened at the recently renovated and reopened Van City Theater. And you can start thinking about the Vancouver International Film Festival soon. But uh, it's also going to be screening at the Rio Theater. At least there's one more scheduled for tomorrow, Tuesday, August 24th at 8.45 p.m. And in the background, what I've been competing with for the past eight minutes or more. But the song is 16 minutes long, and I probably will not use all of that. This is Dogs vs. Shadows. And this is an A-side to a recent single that came out through the Submarine Broadcasting Company. Is that the actual name? Submarine, yes good man submarine this is you are here and dogs of shadows is the alias of nottingham england's lee pylon and he djs another radio show kites and pylons on otherworldly radio somewhere in the united kingdom this week we're going to profile natalie holt's whimsically dark score to the recent marvel tv series loki which you can catch on disney plus on streaming and it's tied to the upcoming Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we've had a little bit of a preview right now based on the screening of Black Widow and some of the other Disney Plus series. As the first wave of heroes have mostly moved on. It's kind of eerie to talk about Phase 4 of movies as we're dealing with Phase 4 of a pandemic. But we're going to go to the country of Ghana first. And this act is called Witch Camp which is named after that country's infamous settlements where women accused of witchcraft can find safety and community. Witch Camp Ghana is a project headed up by Ian Brennan, a production fame tied to another Western African act, Tanarowen, along with his wife, the Italian Rwandan filmmaker Marilena Umahosa Deli. Witch Camp's put out an album called I've Forgotten Now Who I Used To Be. It came out this past March, and it features outstanding field recordings from various witch camps in Ghana. And it's sung in a regional dialect or then lesser spoken language like Mampruli and Dagbani. Nothing is translated here. A lot of the locals can't even decipher it because it's not the dominant languages that associate Ghana like English or Akan. From I've Forgotten Now Who I Used to Be, this is Witch Cap Ghana with I Must Build a New Home. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies. Live from the realms of Studio A of that radio station that will put your roof over your head. This is CITR, 101.9 FM, in a sunny Vancouver. Come on, aye, aye, come on, aye, aye. Ma pani, the campuni, and the sunset table, Casson Pulabolo, yea. Come on, I am 
Jack Pine and the Fire. From their 2011 self-released album, we heard the song, Home. Jack Pine was born in Ottawa, and he was inspired by various Toms, like Tom Waits, Tom York, and Tom Petty. Traveled across Canada and then over to England, accumulated experience, and that translated to a whole bunch of folk rock. And he formed the fire. And latest release is 2017's Left to Our Own Devices, and also the 2020 single, Rich in Time. Jack Pine, aside from being a tree that you can find here in Canada, uh, is actually the name of the road that my house I lived in since the age of 12, and my parents helped build. And uh, that's uh, some sentence is trying to struggle to get out of there as I'm talking right now, as I deal with the point form side of things, but the house up until recently, my parents built back in 1988, only have been recently left, so Jack Pine Road is now in somebody else's capable hands. Did get a chance to sort of walk around and do what I needed to there, see at least nature in some forms, even though Thunder Bay at that point was going through its own drought and the creek had dried up and it was weird, but bid farewell to the animals buried in the back and a few more saunas at home. Saw at least a good couple thunderstorms, which is what you expect in Thunder Bay. And behind me, this is Sanford Ponder of the 1986 album Tigers Are Brave. This song is Thunder Bay. Ponder's an electronic producer in the early 80s, one of the earliest signees to the new age label Private Music. He played synth for acts like Curtis Blow, Psychedelic Furs, Niles Rogers, and Lou Rawls, because he was one of the first folks in California to have a fair light or easy access to synths. He also did some Hollywood sound design before he became becoming a healing practitioner. So yeah, driving from Thunder Bay to Vancouver, stopping around Kenora and Lake of the Woods was pretty, and I'd hoped for a more celebratory approach there, but nope, a check engine light came on in the van. In the end, probably tied to all the weight, because it went away once I unloaded stuff here in Vancouver, but it basically meant an extra long stop in Winnipeg. That uh, was night one, as I tried to figure out what was wrong with the van. In the end... Turns out the tires needed replacing, but that seemed like just, again, how much stuff was on it and how old the tires were. So, as for night two, I spent in Regina, Saskatchewan, my first time properly in that province, aside from an airport layover. And upon hear people hearing that I had made it there, they reminded me of an old viral video that's a rift on a tourist campaign on visiting that fine city. And various breweries in Regina do play this up. This is the tourist board of Saskatchewan with a 2008 cut that you may have seen on talk shows or elsewhere for memes for a time. Prepare to experience Regina.
Bandcamp version of that song leaves out all the fun tourist facts that you'd learn about visiting that wonderful part of Saskatchewan. Let's talk about something that's been happening here in this province. Pack AD, the late great Vancouver blues rock act off their 2010 album, We Kill Computers. 
And I think I definitely shared that song during a previous fire season in this province. That was BC. He is on fire. So night three of the drive was for Banff, with original hopes for a simple stop, but they were complicated by super close forest fires to the highway just outside of Kananaskis in Alberta. I was mere meters away from the start of a big old fire. Fire trucks were there, so it kind of looked more of like a domestic situation, but overhead there was a helicopter dumping water, and at some point I saw the sky turn various colors I was not expecting, so... Eastbound traffic at that point on Highway 1 was closed, so many of those cars looked at places like Camor, Lake Louise, and what I thought originally was a pretty empty Banff for their own emergency one-night stop. So after nine hours of driving, specifically with no stops in Alberta beforehand, I had to <laughs> scramble to find a room in that kind of Whistler with a Granville Street thing. And uh, Plan F took the cake. I know that I had a few more requests from friends I saw in Thunder Bay for a bit more of a road trip kind of episode. Some of that you got in the cards here. Definitely could have played up some other themes about escaping out west. But uh, as we'll hear, some other news has popped up. And uh, for those of you curious, I did actually program two weeks worth of continuous music for me to play. Expecting a full 6,000 kilometer drive. But some songs did jump out and they'll pop up in future shows. In the background, this is Toshiro Mayuzumi from his soundtrack to the 1964 film Tokyo Olympiad. This is the Olympic finale. And that it's pretty short, so <laughs> all that talking, that's all you're getting. For me, believe it or not, it was hard to tell that the Tokyo Olympiad 2020 or 2021 recently wrapped up. And it still felt weird that that actually sport event did actually happen despite Japan's COVID-19 situation, along with having every country on earth send athletes who also <laughs> uh, ran into their own COVID situation. And it felt like not a lot of people were paying attention. I mean, I did see it on TV for a bit there. Uh, I was pleased that my nieces and nephew were captivated by Finland's favorite sport at the Olympics, and that's javelin. And, but yeah, I mean, I just caught random things when they're on the TV, but honestly, it still felt like, oh, they're still doing it. And Vancouver wants them in 2030 again. And apparently we're doing this in Beijing next year. It's... Life goes on. But at the very least, I'll say the Paralympics start tomorrow. Maybe we'll dink up some more Olympic-related music in an upcoming show, despite all the ambitious plans I have. But we need to pay tribute to one of the preeminent folks in the music world. The clown prince of hip-hop, Biz Marquis, born Marcel Theo Hall in 1964 in Harlem. Known for his juvenile approach to life, his humor, some outstanding beatboxing, and one of his albums was a landmark sample lawsuit that changed the rap game, whereby proper licensing for using songs finally had to happen. And these four songs, of which two are pretty short, kind of showing the range that he does, Highlight a lot what Bismarcky does. And we're going to go off his 1988 debut, Going Off, although this single came out in 1986 through the Prism label. Here's Bismarck Me with Make the Music with Your Mouth Biz. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR, 101.9 FM in Vancouver, streaming live or then available as a podcast at www.citr.ca.
the beat see boys they come and home they come and home oh they come and home don't they fail they are they come and home they come and home Once upon a time, I was a noisy eater. I'm hungry. I want something to eat. Something with a crunch and very sweet. Just woke up so you know the scenario. I'm craving cereal like Cheerios. Maybe Frosted Flakes, I might munch. But what popped in my mind is Captain Crunch. So I went to the kitchen to fix my choice. In my stomach, I heard a voice and said, please feed me. My tank is on empty. I'm seeing things, so please don't tell me. So I said, okay, and got my bowl. Got my milk and cereal, make sure it was cold. Sat down at the table and said my grace. Because I knew what's about to take place. Yum, yum, eat them up. My belly said, the crunch is so loud. Everybody got out their bed. Now it's lunchtime and I'm hungry again. I don't know where I should begin. Maybe I'll get some super salmon. Mm, that's good. I don't want no chicken. It tastes like wood. But I have to have some chips. Whoops, a crunch show. You can hear me go. Munch, munch, munch. Some old lady tell me on the shoulder out of a crowd and say, Quiet down, bitch. You Hey kids, just gather around for business beat of the day. I'ma teach you some sounds. Okay, here's business beat of the day.
Okay, kids, one more time. Now practice this at home, and I'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. That's all I can really do behind this mask. That it was even audible, and thank goodness the mask is on because I don't even see what the microphone looks like there. So we had a set there devoted to the late Biz Marquis, starting off with his 1986 single "Make the Music with Your Mouth, Biz." Then we heard one of the many tracks that he did with the Beastie Boys, way back to 1992's "Check Your Head," when the Biz was singing along with Ted Nugent's "The Biz versus the Nuge." And it was with the Beastie Boys that not only Biz Marquis had a great sort of like second life. Uh, that's the only time I saw Biz Marquis live when he opened up for them as part of the Hello Nasty tour back in Barrie, Ontario in 1999. Apparently he did what he normally did, was he just basically went on stage, played little bits of records, would rap sometimes with them, sometimes sing along with them. Everyone was laughing. It was a great time, a great host. And the one thing that always jumps out when you read um, stories about Biz Marquis is that he loved any kind of music. And some people were expecting like him to go deep cuts with stuff, but then he'd fall in love with like an Olivia Newton-John album or then a Barbara Streisand song and just sort of, that's, that's what he's riffing on then. Then we heard him working with the Avalanches off the 2016 album Wildfly. We heard the Noisy Eater featuring a great sample of a kid's choir doing the Beatles come together. And the latest album from the Avalanches, which is less dependent upon samples, the point they sold away all the great records they had. It was uh, We Will Always Love You that came out a couple years ago. And then from the kids' show, Yo Gabba Gabba, the 2009 album, Volume 1, is Music is Awesome. We heard Biz's Beat of the Day. He appeared on various TV shows and films, including Men in Black 2. And, yeah, one of those treats that I associate with the fun days of early hip-hop. Last Bismarcky died July 16th this year in Baltimore at the age of 57. His death was actually sort of forecast in a little bit. There's a little bit of a prelude to news. I mean, he ran into a problem that seemingly a lot of rappers ran into with type 2 diabetes, and he had been hospitalized due to complications. And we heard reports back in December that he had a stroke and entered a coma. So, before we get into one song that we have to associate with, associate with Bismarck, and behind me, this is the German band Khan. This is the B-side to the 1977 single Don't Say No. This is Return. I made my return back here to CITR after three weeks away. And uh, Bismarck's most famous song is 1989's Just a Friend. I like the version that he did at that show, where he said, You got what I need. But you say it's just a rash. But you say it's just a rash. Oh, baby. That song riffs on this 1968 piece by Freddie Scott. This is him with you. Got what I need.
Treasons Radio, this is Riff Raff. Every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. on 101.9 FM. Yes, yes, you and I rock with the best. 101.9 CITR Radio. Crimes and Treasons, this is your boy Just Blaze. Right now you're rocking with Jules Andre Brown, Rolly Wells, Jamal Steels, and Horsepower. You know what it is, right? Yo, it's I am Sue, man. I want to shout out Crimes and Treasons Radio, man. CITR 101.9, man. Turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. Thumbs up to a 10-inch.
the commentary of a rational mind. I'm looking for the piece of metal, but my metal is blinded. Trying to find a pot of gold, but my rainbow's ended. Found a pot of pothead smoking pot and getting spliffed. Can it be a leopard never changes its stripes? Can it be that I'm chicken by the bones or the tones that condones my dome to zone? And I can truly be home then. I leave my physical and start moving beyond the way. Time after time, I'll fight myself. Line after line, I recite to myself. Might do myself some good to wake up just a little earlier. Spirits from the plane get more and more worldly. Bound to reality, a mission of sorts. Another day, another do, another way to get caught up in all the negativity. Hey, deliver me, God, could you? Take a hit to T4, would you? I pray I make it over the hump. I keep climbing, gotta get it all together. Self can't be relying on no one but self itself. And don't be selfish, can't tell you I felt what you felt. If I ain't felt it, the hell with it. Dwelling in it propels it, so I fell a bit. Now it's about time to expel it.
Blacklicious. Going back to 1994's Melodica EP. Specifically the Japanese version, because that song only appeared on there, though. Subsequent pressings that you find online include this, and they ditch some other songs. Blacklicious with the song Changes. Blacklicious was the duo of DJ Chief XL and the Gift of Gab. Alas, the Gift of Gab died on June 18th this year at the age of 50. Alias of Timothy Jerome Parker out of Sacramento, California. To my mind, one of the best rappers ever. Especially if you catch crazy songs like Alphabet Aerobics. As the beat gets faster and faster as he's going alliterative. And a lot of people have riffed on that. He's done additional ones based on the periodic table with elements. Chemistry, I think he even tackled the entire alphabet at some point. Yeah. Gift of Gab suffered from kidney failure last year. He was on dialysis for a while, although he had died of natural causes. You get a chance if you've not heard Blacklicious before. They have ties to the person in the background here, DJ Shadow. And he did actually some of the production of Changes. Both were part of the Quantum Crew in the Bay Area. And the Gift of Gab you can actually hear on the Odd Shadow track. Although, I would say look up Blacklicious' album Blazing Arrow. And then N-I-A. Here's DJ Shadow in the background here from the soundtrack to the 1997 Vim Vendors film The End of Violence. This is the untitled Heavy Beat. Up next, well, I'm completely behind on what I need to do for the Players Prize nominees. Because that's coming out next month, and I think I only have done one song so far. Again, your nominees are Leanne Berosomasake Simpson, Cadence Weapon, Dominique Fils Ame, Mustafa, the ABGMs, Klo Pagag, Toby Zune. A few weeks back, I shared a song off the Weather Station's nominated album. And up next, here's another nominee Deja SB, Toronto rapper. They put out that sophomore album, Head Above the Waters, after various EPs and last year's debut, 2020, the album. Quick on the instigation. Ready for beefs as required. But uh, one of the few non-binary rappers out there. And this track features Ray Hemond helping out. Off the Polaris Prize nominated Head Above the Waters, this is DJ SB with Moving with the Tides. If you real, put your hands to the sky. Or if it feels good to be alive, I'll be following the moon when I ride. My emotions stay moving with the tides. Keep it cooler than cold. You would have survived if you knew what I know. You try to do what I do, but you be doing the most. Do any fiasco, I kick pushing, I coast. I got my life riding on whether this work out or not. People who don't like me trying to find out if I drown or not. Nah. I learned to float last minute, stumbled upon a life coat last minute. The universe sent me a boat last minute, but I don't have paddles, so I won't last in it. Guessing that it's back to the waters I go. 
close till I got a lifeguard following close. Uh, if you real, put your hands to the sky. Uh, uh, or if it feels good to be alive, uh, uh, I'll be following the moon when I ride. Uh, uh, my emotions stay moving with the tides. A nigga really on the come up. That's why I say a prayer every morning when the sun up. Anybody got a problem with me vibing, they can run up. And if they still running their mouth, then they can shut up. Man, the flow so crazy, I can say what I want. David Blaine, good luck keeping me in a box. Good luck finding better what it's me that you want. Got a mouth full of food, I've been meaning to floss. Cause being fed feels empowering. I spent 10 years watering my seeds. Now it's time to see the flowers spring. Fuck fame, I'm okay with what the power bring. The devil want a box, watch me uppercut him out the ring. If you real, put your hands to the sky. Uh, uh, or if it feels good to be alive. Uh, uh, I'll be following the moon when I ride. Uh, uh, my emotions stay moving with the tides. That's the way I come alive. The difference with them and eyes. I learned to move with the ties. Yeah, the phoenix about to rise. You can read the signs. Was in a broken home. I had to go and redesign. I seen the vision. I just had to read between the lines. I know some people wasn't for me. That's that shit I had to leave behind. But had to take a step back. Had to realign. To watch it all come together, man. I just needed time. They try to lead me off the path. They love seeing me spaz. Got me weighing out my options like the Libra sign. I'm 10 times out of 10 choosing peace of mind. That ink leaking out my pen just to ease my mind. And when I'm stressed, she laid me up with some weed and wine. If you feel me, put your hands to the sky like this. If you real, put your hands to the sky. Or if it feels good to be alive. I'll be following the moon when I ride. My emotions stay moving with the tides. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7 on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Boys and girls, I'd like to be serious for a moment, if I may. Spotlight, please. I just want it. I just want... Come on, guys, I'm not doing a spotlight bit. Let's have a warm, crusty welcome for my estranged father, Rabbi Hyman Kristofsky. <laughs> Lenny, a little reconciliation music, if you please. Oh, mine, papa, to me was so wonderful. Oh, mine, papa, come on, Dad, to me he was so good. You know the words. No one could be 
so gentle and so lovable. I got something in my eye. Here, take my hanky. There. He always understood. We haven't seen each other in 25 years. <laughs> oh, I love you, son. I love you too, Daddy. Yuck! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Vancouver, my name is Gak. We're doing everything live here at CITR World Headquarters in the lower levels of the student nest here on the University of British Columbia campus. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Telesoptic, channel 7023. Or then streaming live or available as a podcast at www.citr.ca. We hear a little excerpt from a very early episode of The Simpsons, featuring Krusty the Clown and his father, Hyman Krustovsky. Off the 1999 compilation Go Simpsonic with The Simpsons, we heard, like father, like clown. Rabbi Hyman Krustovsky was portrayed by the comedian Jackie Mason, and he reprised that character at least a dozen times throughout the entire 30 seasons that The Simpsons have been on. Jackie Mason was born in Wisconsin as a Sheboygan kid, born Yakov Moshe Hakunin Maza. Part of a long line of rabbis, and that's how he started off his career. His sermons were big hits, even brought the Gentiles into the synagogue. But upon the death of his dad, as he told his family, someone in the family had to get paid, so he became a comedian in the 1950s. Put out various albums, had TV specials appeared on film. He died July 24th at the age of 93. They've been in the hospital for weeks. Although he grew up a Democrat, turned out to be a Republican, and said a lot of things that old folks seem to say as they lose their grip on reality and who's doing what. And yes, later on in the show, we'll profile Natalie Holt's music from the recent TV series Loki. We're still talking about some elements of travel and whatnot here. And behind me, off the 2021 album Between Days, this is Kiefer. He's joined by Theo Croca here with their version of Everybody Loves the Sunshine. Kiefer was the family dog on Jack Pine Road back in Thunder Bay. And he is hanging out with four cats that I'm sure he would eventually get along with somehow. Famke, Beko, Simo, and Mauko. Hopefully, the new owners of the old family home treat them and their little plot with some respect. We'll listen to some Maria Dunn next year. Born in Scotland, raised in Ontario, now based in Edmonton. It's a great blend of Celtic folk, American bluegrass, and then some classic country. A new album came out this year through the Distant Whisper label. It's called Joyful Banner Blazing. This will be Maria Dunn with the Ontario song. We'll follow up with some bluegrass, some early Vancouver rock and roll, and then some other crazy stuff before the trickster arrives. This is Exploding Head Movies here 
Hopefully you're loving the sunshine. There's definitely a bit of a cast of an autumn wind now as the heat dome is over. The forest fires situation seems to have abated, but you can tell the days are getting shorter. And of course, school starts in a possibly normal way in a couple weeks. But we'll see how life returns here on campus and the various playgrounds throughout not only the city, but the country. Grab that sunshine while you can. If we're going to be stuck inside for returns to lockdowns and whatnot, now's the time. Enjoy what you can. Once again, all I can see now, friendly yellow line without an end. 
If you ever get a chance to find a bluegrass band with a drummer, pay attention. I know you might like your heavy metal folks or your drum and bass, but there's nobody faster than someone trying to keep time with a banjo and a mandolin. No drummer there, but there are a whole bunch of bluegrass all-stars helping out. Sturgill Simpson. Off of Cutting Grass, Volume 1, The Butcher Shop Sessions that came out last year. A pandemic project that uh, Simpson did to look back at various songs that he had put out. A bit more of a bluegrass twinge. That was their version of The Storm. There are two bluegrass-based cover albums featuring all manners of Sturgill Simpson's music. The original version of The Storm can be found on his 2013 debut album, High Top Mountain. And these Bluegrass Avengers, as he call them, help out on his new album that came out this past weekend, which I still have to actually listen to. It's the Ballad of Dude and Juanita. Concept album. Talking about some life in Kentucky back in the 19th century. Because as of late, Sturgill Simpson's music had pushed away from the kind of spacey country that he'd done. Did almost like a rock album of sorts. But no, he's back in the bluegrass. Always a great person to watch. 
In the background, this is Toronto's Carlo off their 2018 self-titled release. This is The Return. And this is the return of some of the soundtracks that are available for purchase and download streaming this week. But based on catching up on what came out when I was away, a good many of these may actually already be out, so you might find a couple of these albums out either already in your favorite record store where you get your music online. If you want a complete list, go to filmmusicreporter.com or then soundtrack.net. And of course, the way that my brain works after listening to that bluegrass, getting my Tennessee twang and my Colorado drawl out, because my life don't make a lick of sense. As new releases go, Ryushi Sakamoto's score to Beckett is out through Milan Records. You can see that film on Netflix. Robert Aki Aubrey Lowe's score to the new version of Candyman's coming out through Waxwork Records. John Carroll's John Carroll Kirby scored to Crypto Zoos out through Stone's Throw. Nicholas Jars scored to Emma, is self-released. Joseph Vitarelli did the score to Flag Day. There's also a song album out. You can find those through Seattle Surf for Public Records and Node Records. For you Bob Dylan fans, since I know he turned, uh, I think it was 80 years old while I was away. This is the original Broadway cast recording of the music from the musical Girl from North Country. That's out through Legacy Recordings. This twang ain't letting up at all. Uh, since we're talking a little bit of drum and bass, Fotech did the music to the recent film The Protégé. That's out through Atlantic Screen Music. Rare Beasts is scored by Johnny Lloyd and Nathan Cohen. That's out through Extra Mile Recordings. Ramin Jawadi did the music to Reminiscence. That's out through Water Tower Music. B.C. Smith is back. He did the score to The Stairs. That's out through Lakeshore Records. And he recently profiled Smith's score from Smoke Signals back in June. You can find that on the Exploding Head Movies archives. If you look up the Indigenous Day episode, uh, the number begins with five. I don't remember off it. It's pretty recent. Could be a five, six, zero. There's my memory for you. Stephen Price did the score to Sweet Girl. That's out through Maisie Music Publishing. Uh, volume 2 of music from The Bob's Burgers. The Bob's Burgers Music Album, Volume 2. That's out through Sub Pop. And on the re-release front, because whatever I printed out decides to scrap some of the words I wrote, there's an expanded version of John Williams' score from the Iger Sanction out through Entrada. The original score from Ghostbusters 2's Down by Red Any Mellon. It's coming out through again through Sony Classical. There's a remastered and limited edition of James Horner's score from Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan, coming out through La La Land Records. And I am thinking about a profile of that soon. And then there's another version of Lubosch Pfizer's music from Valerie and Her Week of Wonders, coming out through Finders Keepers. And we profiled that way back in Exploding Head Movies episode 50. From January 2011. Those are merely some of your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. We'll try to get back in a good groove to talk about more of them in a timely fashion. Because as you can tell, we lost the bed track here with what's going on. And hey, sometimes you don't want to hear me talk. Sometimes this mask needs to stay on my nose. So being back in Vancouver is a mixed relief. Partly since work is always busy, I have my own move. <laughs> I have two vehicles to take care of suddenly. Uh, the recent drive through BC made the air smoky. And somehow I managed to drive all along the Coquihalla before it shut down. And there are two scary fires 
I passed through between Kamloops and Merritt. Hopefully y'all are safe. So uh, let's go with this Vancouver act from the 1950s. They formed in 1956, named after an old Vancouver radio show, DJ Jack Cullen's show, Owl Prowl. They became the Prowlers. And for those of you who were back at the first ever rock and roll show in this town, where it was Bill Haley and the Comets, the Prowlers opened up for them. And you can find this song on Neptune Records' 1987 compilation, Early Canadian Rockers, Volume 2. Here are the Prowlers with Rock. Me, baby.
couple vintage Vancouver acts there. We start off the Prowlers with Rock Me Baby. Then going back to 1970, that was the Seeds of Time with My Hometown. You can find that on the History of Vancouver's Rock and Roll Volume 3, Afterthoughts, which came out in 1983 through the Vancouver Record Collectors Association. I believe there were four volumes in that series. Although right now I've been tracking a whole bunch of other compilations that have various volumes that just seem <laughs> increasing all the time. But I think that one was pretty short-lived. The Seats of Time, born in 1967, lasted until 1974, and eventually turned into the act Prism. A little bit more hard rock there, and I think eventually drifting more into Prague territories. It's always fascinating to dig back into the past and find music like that, just to show you how live music has worked over time, and of course sprinkling it throughout how new music sounds. Of course, when we talk about my hometown, for the record, there will still be trips to Thunder Bay. There was a time that we thought that the parents would be moving southern Ontario, be closer to brother and other family there, but without disclosing too much, Dad's health is not doing too great, so not in a position to really travel that well, so Thunder Bay will be will be still visiting, but it just will not be my home home there. I think that's actually a point the parents don't even have a space for me to stay wherever they end up. So we'll have to rely on the friend network, which is still prominent there. And half of them have saunas. We'll get some more tangential comedy here because we probably know Matt Berry. I'm going to try to do this in a Matt Berry voice. <laughs> Matt Berry, you might know from TV shows like What We Do in the Shadows. The IT crowd, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, Snuffbox, doing the voices in Disenchantment. There's one obvious one I'm forgetting right now, Toast of London. I have to talk to Clem Fandango. He's also a prolific musician, too. He's put out many an album, mostly kind of like in that soft 60s, 70s songwriter style. But this time around, you can actually hear a little bit more of his vocals here. And it's excellent human album from this year's the blue elephant this is matt berry with summer sun
let it go. Are we down with them? No. They must have seen you. I know that you're not too I don't have any friends and you can too. Tune into Teachable Moments on 101.9 FM every Tuesday at 4 p.m. if you're a f***ing dork. I specifically said no geeks. But my mom says I'm cool. Hi, I'm Sukyun Lee, and you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM, yeah, in Vancouver. <laughs> Diego used to be a guard at the Museum of Modern Art. He was on the night shift. And his job was to go around the museum and tell people to leave. Or as he put it, snap them out of their art trances. People who'd been standing in front of one thing for hours. He would jump in front of them and snap his fingers. And he'd say, time to go. Time to go. Time to go. Off of the 1977 compilation, New Music for Electronic and Recorded Media, with the subtext that all the artists on it were female composers, we heard some very early Laurie Anderson there. That was a piece called Time to Go, in tribute to 
Diego. Time to go for Diego. And Diego refers to Diego Cortez, born James Curtis. And Cortez was a filmmaker and art curator, and he was a big proponent of the no-wave scene in New York during the 1970s and 1980s. You think about the original CBGBs, the parts of South Manhattan that had gone wild. Almost kind of like Warriors the film in a way, but no, it was a great source of art, music, and culture. And Diego Cortez helped orchestrate parts of that, mostly in the art side of the house. And the main claim to fame is that Diego Cortez held the first exhibit to show Jean-Michel Basquiat's art. He helped bring up MoMA, at least their PS1, referring to a public school in Queens that became an art space. Cortez directed videos for the Talking Heads and Blondie. He organized showings for Patti Smith. Managed to dig up old photos of Elvis Presley during his army service in West Germany in the 50s. Published a book with those rare photos. He was even asked to be Madonna's first manager. Diego Cortez died from kidney failure on June 20th in Saxapaha, North Carolina at the age of 74. There's definitely a few other deaths in the music world and film world I have to catch up on, but I can only do so much at once. But I always like paying tribute to people behind the scenes that aren't always necessarily part directly of the music you hear. But I'll say anyone who introduced Basquiat to the world deserves a shout-out. And hopefully if you're making art, you can have somebody be that kind of curator or someone to at least share it that way so that you get to be seen or maybe it goes the opposite way you know somebody that people should discover and you have a way of sharing that we try to do that at this station here especially if you have music that you're making and you want to share it if you want just submit it to the station we know we have a big backlog of envelopes to open up with recorded media but at the very least, digital works out okay. And if you think it's appropriate for my show, always send it to me. It's either RadioFreakAck at gmail.com, ExplodingHemmies on Facebook, on Twitter at 100air, or on Instagram, MyopicMan. I will say outright I prefer having actually physical files. The amount of Spotify and YouTube links I get, they're handy, but difficult to queue up. In the background, another Vancouver act here. This is Kinet Ikuts, and going off of one of the various releases this year, Talisman, I speak over First Dream. And now we get to talk about our soundtrack profile on Exploding Movies this week, and it is from the Marvel Studio TV series Loki. The third that's officially part of Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, after WandaVision and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Although I will attest that Agent Carter from ABC 10 years ago as part of the canon too. Six episodes in season one, all directed by Kate Heron. And Tom Hiddleston comes back as the Asgardian God of Mischief. who We remember from all the Thor films and the first Avengers. And of course, we saw at the midway through Avengers Endgame, where he broke out of the timeline once he stole the Tesseract as part of some other timeline thing. And I'm still confused beyond belief what the actual timeline meant for that. But, like, what happened to the first movie when that happened? But 
whatever. As we're slowly starting to learn, weird time travel goes on. Because, yes, Loki breaks free. But then he's arrested by the Time Variance Authority, which uh, feels like a mixture of Doctor Who and the film Brazil, with some glorious 1970s technology, some great art design that has that great brutalist feel that is near and dear to me. You're dealing with time cops, trying to clean up disturbances in the timeline. And joining Tom Hiddleston are Owen Wilson, Guguma Bathara, Wunmi Masako, Sofia DiMartino, and Richard E. Grant, as Loki starts discovering how this massive bureaucracy works and how many variants he has. The score to the TV series Loki is done by Natalie Holt. Holt is a British composer violinist. She's part of the Raven Quartet in London, and she made her breakthrough with co-writing the music to the BBC adaptation of Great Expectations with composer Martin Phipps in 2011. This led to both of them working together on things like 2014's The Honorable Woman and 2016's Victoria. I'll talk about some of the other work that Holt has done, but I see Gavin has walked in, so let's get some more, at least some of the Volume 1, tied to Episodes 1 through 3, Into Your Ears. And this is an outstanding bit of music here. From Loki, here's Natalie Holt with the theme to the TVA.
So volume one of the Loki soundtrack covering the episodes one through three. We started off with the theme TVA, then we heard the Loki green theme before we closed with reset charges. And as we heard, Natalie Holt worked with various instrumentation. We heard a lot of fiddles there, some remote orchestras in Budapest. Also relied on the theremin a lot, which is a instrument played with electronics, but you don't actually touch the instrument. Move your hand close to two antennae and sound changes. It's fairly associated with a lot of 50 sci-fi films. Hard to really play in a recorded setup. A lot of people fake it with a kind of a singing saw, but there's an actual theremin there. The orchestras were done in Budapest while Natalie Holt was working in England. So Zoom sessions, much the way pandemic is gone. We also heard a lot of analog synths, various clock sounds, and then evoking the idea of Asgard and the original roots of Marvel's approach to Thor and his kin, we heard Scandinavian folk instruments like Norwegian Hardanger Findle and the stringed Nickelharpa. And for various other characters, we heard, we'll hear pallets tied to organs for judges, percussion for the timekeeping hunters, and then some 90s rock for Owen Nilsson's Agent Mobius. And Holt is the second female composer to work for Marvel. Pinar Toprak did the score to the 2019 film Captain Marvel, which we profiled in April that year on Exploding Head Movies episode 452. Holt's also scored films like Animals, Pincushion, and then she worked with the Oscar-winning composer Hilda Guthner daughter on Journey's End. But she's also scored TV shows like Volander and Nightfall. Behind me from Volume 2, associated with Episodes 4 through 6, this is Natalie Holt again with Lokius, and we'll listen to a few more cues from that album. It's interesting to see that uh, Disney is splitting up their soundtrack releases for TV shows. Of course, it shows you how much music is actually generated for these shows. Here's more Natalie Holt, and this will be Secret Hideout.
From the score to the recent Disney Plus Marvel Studios series, Loki. And off of Volume 2 of the soundtrack, we heard Natalie Holt first off with Secret Hideout. And we closed with He Who Remains. Which will help set up part of the stories in the upcoming Phase 4 of Marvel. Loki is the first series tied to this set to get a second season. And as the first one had ended, it sets up that something many comic book fans have been anticipating. As he who remains is the manager of sorts of the multiverse. Which is already getting name checks in films like the Doctor Strange sequel. And then the next Ant-Man film. And overall, Loki allows for a little bit more of a redemption arc for the former villain. The trickster who can never fully plan out everything. Just loves the chaos. I mean, in the Avengers film, he was almost not in control of things as we figured things out, which seems weird. But also dealing with not only shape-shifting, and then other variants, one of which he kinda has a thing for. Uh, this is the first introduction of a queer hero as part of Marvel. And director Kate Heron felt, as a bisexual, that uh, she could interject how the god of mischief could tease, tease, tease his prey. Though over the season, you can see that Loki's starting to understand what he needs to do to be someone that won't be alone. Heron isn't coming back for season two, though. So it's intriguing to see where such a wild show will go. Because, yeah, I love this because it seems to go off one way and then veers all over the place. Fun stuff. And then, yes, if you are interested in the multiverse angle, Disney Plus now is a Marvel series called What If, featuring The Watcher, as it sort of plays with the stories we're familiar with. Upcoming TV shows include Hawkeye and Miss Marvel. We had Black Widow out early this summer, and then coming this year still, we have The Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, and maybe Loki will appear in 2022's Thor, Love in Thunder. Holtz also recently worked on scores for the 2020 films Infidel, Herself, and Kindred, and Natalie Holt did also four episodes of the TV series Dead Waterfell. That's it for Exploding Hit Movies here for this week. Gavin Walker is setting up for the jazz show. So stick around to listen to music like this in the background till around midnight or so. Next Monday, well, this weekend I'm moving, so hopefully I can come up with a show. I'm looking at another TV series, Yasuke, which is scored by Flying Lotus. Labor Day, I'll be on the road, so it might be another ambient repeat, but I might try to whip something up in the new place. We'll figure it out. In the background, this is the Vince Guaraldi Trio, along with the guitarist Bolasete, and off the 1964 album From All Sides. Although this is the remastered version that came out in 1998. This is Little Fishes. Bolasete is on the guitar here, Vince Guaraldi is on the piano, Fred Marshall is on bass, and then on the drums, Jerry Grinelli. Up until recently, the last surviving member from the original Charlie Brown recording sessions for a Charlie Brown Christmas in 1965. Though Vince Guaraldi kept really bad studio notes, so sometimes knowing who was playing on what was kind of crazy, but... Grinelli was born in San Francisco, but he's been based in Halifax since the 1990s, but he became a Canadian citizen in 1999. And two days before he died, he hosted a workshop as part of the Halifax Jazz Festival. He had fallen in December that led to internal bleeding, spent three months recuperating in ICU, and Jerry Grinelli died on July 20th this year at the age. Of 80. To prepare yourselves for the jazz show, with a man who knows what he's talking about and who all the players are, 
Uh, we're going to close with some Oscar Peterson. He's joined by Milt Jackson on vibraphone for this 1971 album. Peterson's on the piano. Ray Brown's on double bass. Louis Hayes is drums. And this is a Jackson song. This is the title track to 1971's Reunion Blues. It's good to be reunited with you again. Yeah, I've been listening to Exploding Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Please remember to keep calm, be kind, and stay safe during this pandemic. <laughs>